1966, Marvel's Silver Age of Comics was in full swing, with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby at the height of their powers. The Fantastic Four, Marvel's superhero team answer to DC's Justice League, were a big hit with both children and the dope-smoking hippies of America's campuses. In issues 48 through 50, the four would go up against their biggest challenge yet, the world-eating, godlike menace Galactus and his herald, the Silver Surfer. This short story arc is considered by many in comic fandom to be the best produced by Lee, Kirby, and their Marvel method. So we thought we'd take a look and see what all the fuss is about. There isn't a single reference to any alcoholic beverage in the comic, so we racked our brains to come up with a drink. Unfortunately for our stomachs, we thought of Four loco. So, be warned, but grab yourself a can of erstwhile energy drink and alcohol combo. It's time for episode 27 of Toasting the Classics, Fantastic Four, issues 48 through 50. Welcome to Toasting the Classics, the show where we take a thing that people call classic, talk about it, and we decide whether it's a classic and we drink a drink related to the classic. <laughs> As he stumbles At along. some point, we're probably going to get that worked out, how that <laughs> intro goes, but uh, that's what we've got so far. So we are doing something a little different this week. It's Free Choice Week. So I wanted to do something from comics. Who are you, by the way? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm Dave MacArthur. Clint Lanier's on the that. other side of the That's table. That's right. So we're doing something from comics. We're doing something from comics because I figured, uh, you know, it's free choice. Shake it up each time. Yeah. Have we repeated a medium on the free choice week yet? Or are we always change? No, we've done more than one video game. Have we? Yeah, we did Wolfenstein, and then we did Zelda. Oh, yeah. So we true. have done more than yeah. one video game, but otherwise... We've tried not to. We're going to get... We're gonna, no, albums, too, because we did Chronic, and we did uh, yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Right. I think it's a, I think it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Medium. It's just, I think sometimes we, like, think we're being creative by, like, choosing <laughs> something to, well, I think I think there's a little bit of com competitiveness, too. I think each okay. of us is trying to think of something new. Yeah, I wrote down some... I have, like, a list of I'll things. I'll be doing hieroglyphics for mine. Hieroglyphics, <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. as a, as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm not toasting hieroglyphics. <laughs> I mean, a, a bird does Maybe not sound like a Sanskrit. Yeah, so I wanted to do something from comics, okay. and I thought about it, and to be honest, part of my logic was that it would have been hard to get a hold of some of the graphic novels that I thought I wanted to try. Okay. Uh, so I went with Marvel Comics, which mm -hmm. I have a subscription to Marvel Unlimited, which is awesome. You can read everything in their back, back catalog. Mm -hmm. uh, I looked up a list of the sort of the best runs of different comics, mm -hmm. and I looked at the list, and most of it was things I was familiar with that had been in the films before and stuff like that. But I went with Fantastic Four. Issues 48 through 50 from mm -hmm. 1966, which is the Rise of Galactus. Or I think it's called the Rise of Silver Surfer, but it's, it's a Galactus. Attack of Galactus, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, the, uh, it's both of those characters being introduced right. for the first time. And it's supposedly one of the best things out there from the Silver Age of comics. So one of Stan, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's best works. We'll decide whether that's true. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was just thinking, like, how would that be defined? Like the top 100 characters or something, both of those, Silver Surfer and Galactus, are like in the top 100 Oh yeah, characters. So Galactus must come back a bunch of times later. He, yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah. he plays a, a role. So does Silver Surfer. I mean, they all the way up till today. They, yeah, the the two of them. I remember Silver Surfer being like a hero when I was a kid. Right, because this is way before my time. I was not. I had no idea. Yeah. In fact, it's kind of kind of my surprise. The Silver Surfer's role in this story mm. is probably going to be my surprise of the day. We'll talk about that later. Right. But Edit that out. You think? No, yeah, no, maybe not. Yeah, just leave know. it in. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Well, I, my, my thoughts were a, a lot like when we listened to George Carlin's first album. Okay, it was it was a lot like that. I mean, I grew up so I, I was in the comics. Okay. Uh, grew up in the you know late seventies, eighties, and uh, I think I collected comics up into late eighties, early nineties. Right. Some of my favorite comics were like uh, Ronan. Um, mm -hmm. Frank Miller. Sure. Uh, actually, any Frank Miller stuff. He did uh, Electra Assassin. He did. Yeah. Um, Batman, of course, uh, right. Agatha the Dark Knight, rather. Right. And then you had like Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man, uh, Spawn that he, when he right. did Image Comics. I had a bunch of those. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, believe it or not. I also, and I also collected these. So I had like the original 1 through 14 of TMNT, which now today are worth tens, of, worth tens of tens of thousands yeah. of dollars. Uh, but I, I got, had some of those and they got chewed up somewhere. <laughs> just, well, I got, I got into collecting and selling. Okay. So I was selling at the time because remember, I didn't have any money. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had like, you know, Punisher was one of my favorites. Wolverine was a favorite. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't go in for a lot of the team stuff. I was, I liked the individual, the solo characters. There were some kind of team stuff, but they were more obscure. Like uh, there was one called um, Alien Legion, mm. which was, was one of my favorites. So it's like kind of like French Foreign Legion, but it, they're a bunch of aliens and they're all kind of cons conscripted to right. to do this thing. And, and it was uh, kind of a ragtag crew. And, okay. Uh, so that was 
kind of cool, fun, but again, very obscure. I've never heard um, of that. Is that a Marvel one? Marvel title? I think it was a Marvel. Marvel had kind of a shoot off brand. What okay. was it called? I can't remember what it was called. Eclipse Comics, maybe something like that. Don't know. Um, and then Gru. Did you ever read Gru? I knew Gru. No, I never actually read it. I was actually mixing it up with Cerberus the Aardvark for a second there. Cerberus the, Ar- Cerberus uh, the Aardvark was a cool one. Gru, too. I was aware of and never read. I think that it was, was kind of body and I was Sergio all, Valencia? I, I don't Valencia think I was allowed to that? have those. Well, he was a he was a an artist for Mad Magazine. Yeah, that's he'd, what he'd I He'd draw remember. like all that stuff in the in the borders, like right. all this crazy stuff right. in the borders. That's all the stuff I was into. Okay. So Fantastic Four was was not at all one that I was. You yeah, know, well, into by the time we were kids, Fantastic Four had sort of dipped in popularity. Yeah, they were talking about all the different things they were trying to do to keep mm-hmm. them popular, bringing different characters right. into the team, and I think Susan Storm and uh, uh, yeah, Susan Storm. Yeah, right? Susan She's Johnny's Storm. Br- Johnny's uh, sister. sister. Yeah. Left the team, and so did Richard Reed for a while. Yeah, and, you know they've been changing the roster constantly over right, the years. Right. So they're so, pretty. They're pretty much the Incredibles. They're one hundred percent the yeah, Incredibles, they, right? They, yeah. they have different powers, but right. like but that's essentially what they are. Yeah. The mom has the elastic Stretch, power. Elastic girl. There's no yeah. strong character. No, no. Ben Grimm, I guess. So yeah, the Grimm's, dad would be yeah. kind of like the thing. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Well, and then the daughter does the uh, force field. She's got the force field and the yeah. invisibility. And the invisibility, yeah. yeah so. And then the kid has super speed instead of like. Kid has super speed instead of firepower. Yeah, instead of, so instead of firepower, no. so. Yeah, and then the baby but, just has every power they could think right, of. Right, so. right. I guess my point was, though, like when we when we listen to George Carlin and mm-hmm. what we're doing is, though, we're, we have to put ourselves in 1974 whenever that right. one was made. Right, And it was like supposed to be blue and body. Right. And he says like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> something you know, just yeah. something very benign. Yeah, and uh, we're like, huh? It's hard with comedy. And it's really hard with it, comedy. It was kind of hard with this yeah. too. I mean, after you read like The Punisher, we're right. just blowing people away in the in the yeah. original comics, and even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, there was they were really violent. Like yeah. it was all ultra violent. Yeah, type they of totally stuff. were. And then you go back and well, gee whiz, I don't want to do this. Golly, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. Johnny Storm's all throwing a tantrum about this and that, and you know what's something uh, that always. And I always, like, my, my vision of the 60s uh, sort of comes through my dad, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely not, like, a hippie type yeah. of guy. But, like, the vision of the 60s is, like, you know, Woodstock and all this stuff, like the counterculture right. and the hippies right. and stuff. But it's, like, most of the 60s looked like Richard Reed with, like, a crew cut. That's a good you know? point. Man, that, like, that's a great point. You know, like, my dad was in the Army and, like, yeah. he liked the Beatles, but he mm-hmm. wasn't, like, some wild man. He wasn't, like, you know, at Woodstock, for mm-hmm. instance. I think yeah. that's most people. That's what they were doing. I think doing. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. The counterculture was probably a small percentage. Like this of... was kind of part of the counterculture. Was it? Fantastic Four was something kids were reading at college because okay. it was so different than what Superman was doing. Yeah. And it's so hard to put ourselves in that perspective because right. it's like you read the, the original Spider-Man comics, you read the Fantastic Four comics, mm-hmm. and they're like, the thing that's different is that they actually have personalities and they're like right. regular people. They right. live in the real world. They're more than two-dimensional. It's definitely yeah. different than what came before. Right. But it does not feel like the 60s, quote-unquote, yeah. like to us, like for right. what we heard about the well, 60s. Well, and we're used, you know? to, we're used to now, you know, superheroes having foibles and, and falling sure. down and, and right. uh, you know, low self-esteem or whatever. Right. There was none of that. You're absolutely no. right. There was none of that Nothing before like this. that before. Yeah. I think Fantastic Four is the first one that's yeah. like that at all. Yeah. And then Spider-Man even more so. Oh, Spider-Man. That's why That's why it was so popular. I think like, that's why people like he Spider-Man. Getting, he was getting bullied. And, you yeah, know, and, exactly. And he gets bullied. Else. He doesn't know what he's doing. He makes yeah. gigantic errors with all being a superhero. Yeah. being a superhero yeah. mm-hmm. and the one really big thing they do super and spider-man doesn't do this because it's a big part of the spider-man story mm-hmm. is that the fantastic four was the first group to just be like forget it we're the fantastic four we're not right they're not just, you know mr invisible yeah, right i'm i'm we're the fantastic yeah four. they accepted you know accepted we're famous were. people yeah. in this world and it's like it's weird that that wasn't what people did from the beginning right it's weird that that was what was turning the conventions on their head was there ever one that did that though, and embraced. According to what I read, yeah, no. same here. Um, I don't know if it's true. Um, I don't think like Namor. I don't think would have ever had yeah, like an alter ego right. in the old days. But you're right, they all in did. the original Human Torch. I don't yeah. think any of those. I don't. I never read any of the like Golden Age mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. But I don't think they ever had. No, I think you're right. Yeah, the DC I'm, guys I'm all like, every on single it. one. Wonder Woman, Super yeah. Superman. They all, know, have, they all have an alter ego. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, that and they they also like push each other's buttons. They get, would get right. mad at each other. Right. They that's would, another big part of they it. They would yeah. uh, insult each other. And mm-hmm. Finn has the lowest self esteem of any 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 person made of rock in the yeah. world. You know? Well. It kind of makes sense, though, right? right? Like, you get turned into, like, a rock. Everybody else has, like, powers. Yeah. Johnny Storm is just, like, this famous celebrity who's running around. Good-looking guy. Driving, driving his yeah. triumph off to college. Right, right. Playing you know? football. Yeah, playing yeah. football and, and 
you know, Ben Grimm gets turned into like a rock monster. <laughs> right. It's like, that is kind of a bummer. Of you yeah. can see you can see how that would be a problem yeah, for right. you. I will say that I think they have probably the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the lamest superpowers. Well, Mr. Fantastic and, uh-huh. and you know, Mrs. Fantastic. You're telling me your superpower is to stretch really like far. Right. So you're kind of like rubber or something? Yeah. Okay. So Which was a ripoff of a DC guy. Yeah, Mr. That was Mr. That was at Mr. Fantastic, wasn't it? Or Mr. Elastic? No, this, Mr. Elastic or something like that? I can't remember the name of it. He had sunglasses on. Yeah. Right? He has a guy with yeah. sunglasses, like a pink, like a pink Elasta, leotard. Elastiboy or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember. <laughs> There's definitely a guy who's it's based on. It's such a lame power, though. All I could think of is Stretch Armstrong from the 1970s. Well, that's got to be what Stretch yeah, Armstrong's right? based on. Yeah. So, but, but, uh, you I know. mean, it'd be a useful power. You could use it for a lot well, of I'm not saying it's not useful, but on the rankings of power, yeah, you know, well. that would fall somewhere between like, I, I want to be able to fall asleep on airplanes <laughs> right. and I don't want to get rabies when dogs bite me. Like that would be, an, uh, those are useful well, you powers know, uh, too. I think his name is Baron Zemo, the guy from Falcon and the Winter Soldier and like from Civil War and stuff okay. like that. His original superpower was he had a really strong glue gun. Oh boy. Like a, like an undefeatable <laughs> adhesive that right. he could shoot people with, which it's a pretty useful power right. in reality, but it doesn't really sell toys. I think maybe you know? the most <laughs> honest were probably the Watchmen because they had like no powers at right. all, just guns. Like, yeah. like the comedian, none was, of them had powers. Well, the comedian all? didn't have a power. He just no. had, he had guns and he killed people. Um, it seems like Rorschach is more than a normal person. Well, he was definitely like leaping up to the guy's window and stuff like that. Like he was definitely he, had, he seemed to have super strength. Maybe. Like to some degree. But I don't think like the owl. You know, I don't think they they really had very didn't really seem like it. No, other than. Uh, Mr. Um, was it Manhattan? Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan him, definitely has power. He was like yeah. a god. Definitely. I mean, I can I can understand it's you know it's iconic. It's important. Mm-hmm. You know, its role in maybe transitioning comic books from this just total Fantasia type of thing to you know maybe something we can we can kind of see ourselves in or get behind. You know, kids uh-huh. can can kind of uh, um, start role playing in. So I could totally see that with, with Fantastic Four. It's just difficult. Yeah, it's not like wowing you with right. the action and stuff like that. What I like about it is I like to go back to these like Silver Age comics and just like see where it started. Sure. I think it's yeah. fun. Like I went back when I first got this app, I went back and just started reading Spider-Man from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, and, and which is not his first appearance. Spider-Man number one is not Spider-Man's first appearance. He appeared in some other, it's like amazing stories or fantastic mm-hmm. stories or something. I'm, I'm sure there's people screaming at their, yeah, yeah. At their headphones right now. Right. But I read it like through his, through his arc and it's just a lot of fun to see where it started. Yeah. Because one of the reasons why I could never get into comics so much when I was a kid is because you'd pick up like Spider-Man 384. <laughs> By the and, time we got there. And you're like, I don't even know what's going yeah. on here. You're starting in the middle, and basically. I, I'm, yeah painfully aware it's not as high quality as it once was, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like I never really got into the superhero right. stories. I'd, if I could pick something up from the beginning, I'd get into it. Well, that's why, that's so, why, um, so you had the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I think you had the Spectacular Spider-Man. Eventually, yeah. But like Todd McFarlane started out, I think it was just called Spider-Man. He was on the Amazing Spider-Man run, on the but, main Spider-Man main But I think they, Spider-Man they spun off to just Spider-Man. I don't it was a, it think was a new, I think his weird, like, big, crazy outfits mm-hmm. and stuff, I think that was all in the standard. Yeah, I think it's, like, right around, like I said, like, Spider-Man 380 or mm-hmm. something, like, somewhere along there. Like I could have sworn there was a new, there was just a could, Spider-Man. It could, it could be. It could came be. Because it kind of did that in the in the 90s. They Late 80s, they started coming out with, like, new branches and starting over again. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really got into the Ultimates. Marvel mm-hmm. put out a thing called the Ultimates in... 2000 or so, mm-hmm. and there was a, a line called the Ultimates, which was the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then there was Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, and I picked those up and started reading them from mm-hmm. the first one, and I loved it because I was like, finally, I can you can get into be it. at the beginning yeah. of the story and actually care what's going on and stuff yeah. like that, find out who's Gwen Stacy. That was a lot of fun to do, um, and it just, it always kept me out of the hobby. It was also expensive. Yeah. I yeah, already was, I already had baseball cards, and it was like, sure. they were like 25 cents a pack mm-hmm. or something ridiculous when I was a kid, like really cheap, and right. the comic books started going up in price yeah, right around the time I was a they kid. They 75 cents for the longest time. Yeah, and they were going and up they fast. they started going up. Every yeah. time I looked, they were up a little bit more right. for a while there. So uh, it was just not something that I could get into. Yeah. I, I bought a book, I got or got a book for Christmas or something. There was this great big thick book called The Encyclopedia of Supervillains. Hmm. And that was like a resource for me. I was like reading it and like learning about the history of all the villains and stuff. And that hmm. made me feel like I knew what was going on in the universes, which was pretty cool. But I still didn't have the comics. Today, you can get them as a library. 
Yeah. Well, that was not a thing. You when can I was get a like kid. volumes. Yeah, you basically. can go get volumes of yeah. graphic novels. And I could have done that then. I could have gone mm. and like caught up on all the old Spider Man right. stuff like when I but that didn't exist. Yeah. Like at all. Well now you can get apps. I mean that's what you've got. Yeah. You know, exactly. You get just exactly. about anything you want. What were some of the graphic novels that you would have picked? I mean Oh uh a Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Rises is a film. I'm talking about the Frank Miller yeah. Batman. I, I think it was just, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns is the one I read. Yeah. I, I had that. Just, didn't he have just the Dark Knight? No, it was Dark Knight Returns. Okay. I, I had that one and I read that a whole bunch of times yeah. when I was a kid. And then my mom threw it away at some yeah. point. Is I that the know. one where he's old? Like, yes. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the, that was really good. Yeah. And it's like semi post apocalyptic. Yeah, and it's right. like somehow Ronald Reagan exists in the far future, <laughs> which is kind of like Watchmen, right? Because yeah. don't they have, isn't the president like still Richard Nixon? N- in Nixon. That? Well, Nixon, yeah, Nixon. So that's kind of one Vietnam. Yeah. I don't know what comes first. Pretty sure Watchmen was after Dark Knight Returns. I believe so. I think Watchmen came in the early 90s. I think yeah. Dark Knight Returns like 89. Yeah, it's like 89. 89. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking that's got to be before right. Watchmen. So Watchmen's kind of influenced by it in yeah. a lot of ways. I, I'd imagine Because it's so, coming yeah. back to their stories like after their heyday mm-hmm. as heroes. Right. It has a lot in common actually. But didn't he do one with the origin? Didn't he rewrite the origin? I thought he did one just Maybe. called The Dark Knight. And it was kind of the origin oh, story. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. It was kind of he rewrote the origin story for Batman okay. and made it you know dirty and gritty and right. everything else that right. that he likes to do. That one would have been a good one because I think I mean that one would have been like the first kind of in the modern era to elevate comics to something else, you know, from right. comic book to literature almost. Like it's a it's a it's yeah. There's a whole bunch of that going on at the time. Yeah, like Sandman and things like that. Right, stuff stuff I never read either. That's something I would have liked to have gotten. Pick like what's the best Sandman and gone out and gotten that because mm-hmm. people I've heard people talking about that my whole life and I've never read it. Well, back to uh, back to the Fantastic Four. Right, which is your favorite power? Oh, my favorite. Well, clearly you want to be able to fly. So I'm pretty sure you'd want to be Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm, right? Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. so. I think so. Yeah. Except they defeated him by throwing water on him. <laughs> Did that really happen? <laughs> that happened. When they thought it was his fault, like when the Watcher was making Oh, everything. right, right, right. And they're right, like, right. let's bring him down to Earth. Yeah. And, oh, they turn water. They turn a water mm-hmm. hose on him. It's like, is that really how easy it is to yeah, defeat this Yeah, it's pretty easy dude? to take the guy out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking when I in that sequence, actually, uh-huh. is it's kind of like Ayn Rand. It's like that sort of um, the common mob, like bringing oh, yeah, down right, the right, Superman. Right. You know, I was sure, like thinking yeah. there's got to be some of that going on. And a lot of Marvel's like that. It's yeah. not of like the guy's like a superhero, but he keeps running into like the bullies from the well, block. They, well, no, they people you know? like have this weird like relationship. Like uh, with them. Jonah Jameson, yeah, always trying to bring down right. Spider Man is right. like well, they, totally, and they're always kind of blaming like the superhero, right, for right. for something, right. Yeah, no, and especially Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Isn't it J.J. Jameson? I think it is. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and J. Uh, Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah That's Jameson. Right. I mean, you mentioned you know DC's. Main number one guy was Superman for the longest time, right? Uh-huh. And Superman could do no wrong, right? Right. That's why, actually, that's why the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns, because that's so when like he fights, yeah, fights Superman yeah, because was a, su- was a good because thing. Superman yeah. becomes kind of crazy. I've always thought that Superman, okay, so Superman is is what in D and D parlance would be called like an extreme lawful good character, mm-hmm. but what he's chosen to be lawful good to is the United States of America, right? Right. So, yeah, that's great unless the United States of America it's gets bad. corrupted yeah, in some way. Right. And then the United States of America tells Superman to do things. Superman's going to do it. Right. You know, so this like crazy future where Ronald Reagan has taken over and he's like getting us involved in brush fire wars to get to, to fight the Soviets mm. and stuff like he just tells Superman to go kill Batman. Yeah. Superman's like, I'll kill Batman. Like, like <laughs> right, right. He doesn't really think for himself sure, terribly much. Sure. It's very hard to tell Batman what to do. Right. You know, so that's. But That's where being a chaotic character is kind of better. Right. It's a power you have. It's a weakness that sure. Superman has, in other words. In, uh, but So 66, uh, uh-huh. uh, Superman was still in the total infallible phase okay. of being Superman, though, right? So sure. I, mean, I think I think Marvel probably made it's around a, the time when he brought down the Klan, right? That actually happened. <laughs> yeah, I think so. yeah, I think he like did, yeah. Thing. So I think, you know, Marvel must have made a conscious decision, you know, to say, okay, our characters are, are not going to be totally infallible. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like the mob chases them and the mob doesn't trust them. Right. Right. Because the mob right. is untrustworthy. I mean, people really are. You know? Yeah. And also yeah. it would be pretty natural that there'd be a lot of resentment towards mm-hmm. superheroes. Right. You know, especially ones that you actually know. This is why most of them have alter egos. Is right. Because if you know where they live and you know who they are. <laughs> right. You can go after you them. Know. But see, Superman was totally, you know, indestructible. I mean, you know, kryptonite. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think we talked about this. Like the worst character, character ever. Yeah, it's you know, a, it's yeah. just, I'm totally indestructible. Right. Okay, so what's my adventure going to be this week? Oh, yeah, something's happening. I will save them and nothing will kill me. Except know? if there's kryptonite. 
which is, you know, few and far between. Right. I wouldn't want to have to write that character. There's different people have done different things with it. Like right. uh, the Tim Burton version was going to focus on him being an alien mm-hmm. and how out of touch how he felt weird and like how weird is. he was yeah. on Earth, which is like, okay, I get that. And right. like then there's the Frank Miller take on it, which is mm-hmm. that he's corruptible that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want to have to write that character. Yeah, that would be tough. You're right. It would be easier to write the stories of characters that have flaws. Absolutely. Right, because Absolutely. you get to talk about them. Batman's, you know, like in trouble with everybody all the time. You know? well, but, but again, he didn't used to be. Now, Batman was infallible yeah, as true. well. He didn't get really good until the 80s, and that's when he started turning. Well, that's he when they started, started making out, that turn. He started out pretty dark. He did. In the detective comics thing, he used to like shoot people yeah, he, and stuff he with a carried, gun. Yeah, he carried guns, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, Batman was pretty cheesy. Right. Uh, we used to watch like the cartoons and stuff like that. Right. Like that or like the uh, the, uh, the the TV, TV show. show. The, the Adam West. Adam West. But see, God, that I was, was like drawing a blank on. Who but that Adam was West that was based on comic. I mean, that was a comic book. Yeah. That's what they yeah, set yeah. out to make it be, and that's what it was. You know. Right. And uh, so here we have the thing. Uh huh. So he was a pilot, like an awesome pilot. Right. And they flew too near the star and got cosmic. Radiation. Oh, I didn't like actually that. read the beginning of it, um, but it's the something zone, the neutral zone, negative zone. Negative zone. The f- yeah, negative zone. The they negative fly zone. into, yeah. and yeah, they get and they get all these nearly powers. killed, and so everybody gets a power. Right. <laughs> Poor slob it gets turned into a rock monster. <laughs> gets turned into a rock monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so not only and do they get powers, they look normal. So what is, who's your favorite Fantastic Four? Well, it's got to be Johnny Storm. It is Johnny. Storm. Yeah. It's your course. favorite character. It's got to be. I think I actually like uh, the thing. As a character, the best. Well, he's he's got the most. I would want Johnny Storm's power. Yeah, unquestionably. Well, the thing, if you notice, he he has the most intimate thoughts like throughout. So he's talking about right. This kid's gonna hate me, you know, blah blah blah. Right. And he's and he's he's it totally insecure. So I guess he has the most complex, co- most complexity, I, I, I suppose, out out of all of them between low self esteem and knowing, you know, doing things that he knows he'll, you know, will. He'll regret or something like that. But then again, he only has one mode, which is it's clobbering time. And, right. Um, yeah. Did they? You, I, did you ever see the Fantastic Four movies? Yeah. You well, did? no, no. Uh, not the movies. God, the movies, I think yeah. I think I might have seen part of one, and it was so terrible. Did I you, wonder. Did if you they, see him? No, I never oh, saw them. Even it, even with Jessica Alba being in the movies, I never. If I remember saw correctly. Right. The guy that played Captain America yeah. played Johnny Storm. I yeah, think. Yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris is, Evans uh, is Johnny Storm in those. Yeah. The reason why I asked that is I was thinking, did they say it's clobbering time in the movie? <laughs> they must have. <laughs> they had to. They had yeah. to. The people would be angry at you. But that's one didn't. of those when you stay too strictly, you know, too close to uh-huh. the uh, to the comic book. It's not always a good idea. You know, I thought of that when the Lord of the Rings movies came out. Uh-huh. I was like, this is some really wooden prose. But they just leaned into it. Yeah. They were just like, let's just drama it up, yep. and that's how people are going to talk. And actually, right. it worked pretty well. It, it did. Pretty effective. It did know? work. And there it was really a, sounded authentic. It sounded right. like the original stuff, and it gave this air. Well, sometimes of, it works. The other really bad one, uh, so there's Fantastic Four, where they tried to, like, hold exactly true to the comic book. Also, um, was it the Green Hornet? Was Green Lantern? A, no, no, Green Hornet. Okay. It's the one where he has the car, I think. He has, and it's, it's like, uh, from the 1950s or 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never, God, it, it was, never actually seen any of those. That one was terrible, too. Because, again, okay. they, they made it, it sounded too much like a comic book, uh-huh. you know, and it, was just turned out terrible. Okay. One thing I was thinking that this might be the reason it's considered that this particular run is considered a big deal is because this is like a, this is, as they say in the movies, an Avengers level threat, mm-hmm. right? Like this is something that's like there to destroy the planet right. earth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a whole lot of that going on before that. And I, and I was thinking about, I was thinking there's a whole lot of other Movies like that, like later on, movies and books and, and comics and things where there's like some gigantic cosmic threat that comes to destroy everything right. and like eat the planet. I realized that – did you ever see the Transformers movie when you were a kid? Yeah, of course. So I loved that. Yeah. And I realized it's just Unicron is Galactus. Right. He shows up and he's going to eat yeah. all the planets and that's sure. like they just go with the same thing. So right. I'm like – Seeing a lot of, you know, Independence Day mm-hmm. is a lot like Galactus showing up and gobbling up the planet. Everything's they Galactus even, showing they up. They even describe yeah. the aliens in Independence Day. They're mm-hmm. like, they're just like locusts traveling around the galaxy, right. just like eating planets, right. which is like how they describe Galactus in this. Right. So I started to see, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. Mm-hmm. I was reading this and I was like, these old comics sometimes, like they're just not, they don't have the punch, mm-hmm. you know, that some of the modern stuff does. But I was trying to remember that the characters were doing things differently than people had done before and that this was just very right. different. And then I was then I started to think about that influence. Mm. This like epic scale that you just are seeing. I, I, did I write down a couple more? Yeah, Star Trek 4 
the thing mm-hmm. comes from yeah. space and is right. like destroying the earth, like, yeah. you know, looking for whales or whatever, which I really <laughs> right. liked that movie too when yeah. I was a kid. But I just like that cosmic threat from space that's destroying the world. I guess it's like War of the Worlds. Right. But this is a little more of its own idiom, like the eating the eating the earth. Yeah. There's a lot of other things like that. There's just something coming from space and there's not even really any reason to right. do it. For some reason, Silver Surfer, so he kind of loses the fight to the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Sort of. Sort of, right? He gets, like, knocked down and he just kind of, like, gets distracted and goes off and <laughs> meets the thing's girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I think he, it was like he just didn't care. Like, his job was done, so the, the thing hit him and he's like, oh, whatever. Right. And he just kind of wanders off. Right. He just wandered off because yeah. he doesn't really seem to have much motivation for what he's doing. <laughs> right. He just kind of does things for Galactus sure. for no particular reason, which is he gets converted from working for Galactus very easily. It doesn't take much. Like he's just like, oh, man, you're right. I probably shouldn't kill yeah. people. It's That's not good. That's, that's not a nice uh, thing. Like nobody, you've been millions of worlds that <laughs> you've destroyed said and nobody right. said anything before. Sure. She makes dinner, you know, and, and she's like, get something to eat. Speaking of consuming things. Uh, so we have, so what I went with, it's basically oh, just like a really, oh, just, just kind of a pun. <laughs> so we went with. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, that's true. It's Fantastic Four. So I bought four cans. Of four loco. Oh Lord! Uh, which I've never had before. Neither have I. Ever. Weren't they, I, weren't they banned at one time? So they came out in about 2005. Some frat boys decided that there should be an alcohol that uses energy Caffeine. drink formulation. <laughs> oh, so nice. These guys from Kappa Sig at, at Ohio State really made a company. They were like, "We're our target demographic. Like we would want to have this." And so they did it. And for about five years. I don't even think they got big right away, but from about 2008 to 2010, they were like the fastest growing drink in the country. Mm -hmm. And they started having all these incidents of kids blacking out. There was one thing where they had some kids at Central Washington University where they were up to 0.35 blood alcohol percentage. You know, I mean, it's like that happens at colleges anyway, just with vodka and Mm -hmm. things like that. But supposedly the problem was that the stimulant portion of the drink was masking the intoxicating effects. You know, I remember pe- the way people would drink but in college, especially mad, at frat parties. Mad, have you ever read Mad Dog? Yeah. Same I, thing. People sweet, just drink to hide. Sweet alcohol. People just drink to drink and, yeah. and to get drunk. And I don't know if it you was. You think they made kind of a mountain out of a molehill? I think they kind of made a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. But anyway, so in response to that and in response to threats of lawsuits, mm. um, I think it's actually called jawboning. Okay. When you go to a company and tell them, if you don't do something, we're going to regulate you. And it actually worked in this case, and they just took all the guanine, taurine, and caffeine out of the drink, oh. which to me says, so why does anybody buy it anymore? Because right. I'm sure just, I, I haven't had it yet. Yeah. I, I, I've got four cans here. I'm gonna, we're going to open it. Okay. I'm sure it's just going to taste dreadful. It's malt liquor mm-hmm. with flavors such as uh, gold. Gold is the first flavor. That's a good, um, that's a good this flavor. This flavor is oh, local pe- peach. peach. I do actually know what a peach is. Yeah. I'm sure this doesn't taste anything like a peach. But it looks just like a peach. Uh, sour apple. Sour, sour apple. Yeah, oh. I thought it was just sour at yeah, first. And I was like, that doesn't sound. And then this one is blue raz. Blue so raz. I'm going to put gold and blue raz over here as okay. things that don't exist except in the <laughs> negative zone. And then we've got actual earth fruits over here right. that things could taste like. What do you think? What do you want to try? I just got a bunch of flavors so you could try. Yeah. We got, should, we got your Ben Grimm. We got your Susan Storm. We got your <laughs> Johnny Storm. some glasses so we could uh, definitely share. Um, so today, so it's got no caffeine anymore, but okay. to this day, it's still banned in New York State. That doesn't surprise me. You can buy it anywhere else in the country. Well, but I mean, wouldn't you think California would have jumped in first and banned it? But No, California, you know, they legalized pot. And I think they might be legalizing, like, yeah. LSD or mushrooms or something uh, like that. Oh, they decriminalized too, so. hard drugs in Oregon, yeah. but that's not – nobody's ever going to sell yeah. heroin. On, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, Different times. Maybe Different not. Times. But anyway, this is still a fairly high alcohol drink. It's 14%, okay. which is pretty solid. That's like – 14. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Oh, Fantastic yes. 14. Yes. Actually, this one, for some reason, peach is 12. Okay. Well, that one's the odd man out. That that's, one's the odd man out. This is Ben Grimm. This is Ben Grimm. It's not as cool to be him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's all over Latin America, the strength. That's like the other big thing of it. And I could have gone because when they announced that they were going to ban the caffeine, people went and bought up a whole bunch of it. Mm-hmm. And it was selling on eBay uh, <laughs> and Craigslist for like five times you know, yeah, of course. The, the price. And then I was thinking – it's been 11 years. It's probably not going to be potable by yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably not, not a good idea. Well, it probably tastes terrible already. It's because it's nothing but be chemicals. And, so, you know, and why don't you uh, why don't you tell our listeners what a malt liquor is? 
Well, malt liquor is just a, it's just an enhanced beer. So it's, uh, okay. they just, um, for essentially you take beer, uh-huh. uh, and you, you brew beer normally, and then you put a lot of sugar in it just to up the alcohol content. That's it. Okay. Malt liquor came out. The first one was actually in the 1930s and it was like, it was stronger than normal beer. Yeah. It was like 6%. Right. Yeah. You know, alcohol. Right. These we are, talked about, we talked yeah. about that with the Dr. These are 14%. These are 14%. This is actually pretty high. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be sweet. That would be my guess. I don't right. know what else to tell you, man. I think I already have a sour stomach. So what, what do you want? I'll let you have first shot. I have no idea what gold is going to taste like. I think you should try gold. I think gold should squarely be in your corner. But then again. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Gold. Artificial flavor and caramel color. Well, that's just, that's just like what Coke has. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that doesn't mean anything about what it's going to taste um, like. So this God, is going to be a surprise. I can't do blue raz. I can't do... Uh, Guarantee this is going to be a bad surprise. I'll, do, I'll just do. I'm going to do the sour, sour apple. Sour it's, apple. It's because you already have a sour stomach. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Four loco. First time ever had it. Oh, it <laughs> smells. Like, you know what it smells? It smells like a Red Bull. Mine smells like a sour apple Jolly Rancher. Oh, that's one of the grossest things I've ever had. Yeah. Although I'm trying to think, it, it's like a a worse version of Red Bull. Oh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only this were a visual medium. <laughs> that was disgusting. The look on your face. Oh, good lord! I mean, that's, that's, that was, is it that sour? It's pretty gross. Well, it's it's just a bitter aftertaste. Try it. During the times of COVID, we go in here. Yeah, in the studio, I know. That's okay. That's better than the one I'm drinking. Really? Yeah. How bad could that one be? All right. So, bad. what flavor? This is, is like a, this is like is a bad Red Bull. What flavor? Oh, that, that's what it is. Gold yeah, it is tastes Red like Bull. a Red Bull. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, it's got awful. Oh. Bottoms up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things, so, the things we do for our listeners, things we right? do for a cheap pun. Okay, so. That's pretty sad. Before so. I interrupted you and said, I want booze, you were saying how easy it was to. To uh, convert the Silver uh, Surfer, right? Like silver just server, to talk yeah. to him for a minute. Partially, I think that can be attributed to, <laughs> uh, I think it's Alicia mm-hmm. is Ben Grimm's girlfriend. Right. Or she's no. blind. Alicia or Alicia? Alicia, Alicia. Whatever. I don't know. I'm, I've been living in New Mexico. She's, so a, long. she's a blind sculptor. She's Alicia to me. A sculptor? Sculptress? Sculpt- sculptor? Yeah. Sculptor. I think today we yeah. say sculptor for both Whatever. men and women. It's like actor. She's she's she's, she's a, a vision, vision impaired. She's a sculpting person. Yes. She's visually impaired. Visually so I was impaired. like, I think maybe it can be attributed to like, there's always mystical nature yeah. attributed to blind people in oh, right, fiction. Right. So yeah. I think maybe she's just able to commune with the silver surfer. Yes. By virtue of not being able to see, yeah, <laughs> which is very silly. Touching him on his face. Yes, yeah, so I've known. She's, blind... very, she's very forward in that way, isn't she? Just kind of walks up bit. and just says, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Well, because if you don't, you're not like anything I've touched before. Not having read the series before, I had a second of like, "Oh, okay, I guess Ben Grimm is, uh, is out on the is out on the street here. She's <laughs> right. got her hands all over this right. guy, like, and he's an alien." So what I was thinking is, she offers him a meal, right? And he's like, "This is a really inconvenient way to convert matter yeah, into yeah. energy." Yeah. So he just like touches it, turns it, turns it into energy. So I looked this up. Mm. If you took a Big Mac okay. and you converted a Big Mac pure energy. into pure energy, mm-hmm. like just the mass of a Big Mac, you would get 1.9 times 10 to the 12th giga electron volts out of that. Which uh, means what to anybody? Which is like enough energy to destroy Las Cruces. Really? Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's what happens when you set off a bomb. You convert, uh, a nuclear weapon converts a very small percentage. Right. A very small percentage of the matter in your fissile material into a into but a it's matter blast. potential though, isn't it? Isn't it energy potential? It's in mass the energy itself. Mass energy. Everything has mass energy. Right. Energy and mass is a certain quantity that's the same between the two things. And if you release it all of a sudden, mm-hmm. then it can be like an explosive right. force. Um, and it's you don't even end up converting most of it. Like it's it's a very <laughs> small portion. So of the it Big Mac actually, has how much energy? 1.9 times 10 to the 12th. And I think that's in giga electron volts. It might be. Actually, no, it's joules. I'm okay. sorry. It's joules. Oh, yeah. Everybody, it's joules. Oh. This okay. is almost as bad as the second survival war thing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to live this down. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, because people have been calling you on that one. Look at the comments. Yeah. For, for, I mean, uh, I just. Spartacus. I, wow. It's been, I don't know, four or five weeks. and I Still can't show your face. The email is finally starting yeah. to slow down to a trip. Still can't show your yeah. face in uh, yeah. Sparta. The uh, online classics community is very upset with me. So this is definitely an Avengers level threat. It's a big deal. It was also, um, so they broke new ground in that. So Stan Lee would write a story that would last like three, four, five issues. absolutely. And that was novel as well because prior to that, they would, you know, um, a character would just, it would be done. You might have recurring characters, but the threat would be over in one issue, right? 
And it was the thought oh, of... Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. So you mean like the old Superman comics were just episodic? Pretty much. So I didn't realize yeah. that. Oh, that's, that's I mean, cool. you had, you know, and you had, some, you did some, have some serials and you had some cliffhangers and stuff, but this one, you know, they would, they would have this saga that it, w- it would be a saga, right? It would, it would last. Which is advantageous to the reader that's following it, mm-hmm. which is a hundred percent better. I'd way rather read something that is an ongoing story. Right. But for me as a kid, this is how you get where I was, which is I pick that up and I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> right. You know, well, you have to come at the beginning or the end, I used right? to get. We were talking about this, I think, the other day uh, with some of my um, – I don't know if we were online with the Fast and Furious episode, but we talked about something similar in that conversation where, like, I would I'd get stuck at home and there'd be game shows mm-hmm. and there'd be soap operas. And every once in a while I'd be so bored I'd be like, I'll tr- some people are watching these soap operas. There must be something. Yeah. And I'd put it on and it was the same thing. Yeah. It was in the middle of a story and I was just like – what is right. even if I was interested in this, I don't know what's going you, on. You know when I stopped, but I think once you got hooked to it, you'd want right. to watch it. Every you, day, you know when you I know? stopped watching TV because I don't watch episodic TV anymore. Right. I stopped watching it because I was I used to watch NYPD Blue, which okay. is a, it, it was a good show. It was dirty and gritty and everything else. And speaking of which, that's available for free choice. If you want to watch yeah. TV shows, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I remember standing in line to check out, uh, you know, like you know, grocery store or something like that, and they had a soap opera digest. Uh-huh. You know, on the yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And it I had think they might still have that. And it had like picture of, of like, you know, Young and the Restless and General Hospital and a picture of NYPD Blue. Uh-huh. And that's when it occurred to me that those are soap operas. That's exactly what they are. Absolutely. There's, you know, never ending Absolutely, yeah. you know, line storylines. I'm and, catching up on The Walking Dead. Right. Well, I didn't yeah, watch it for years. Exactly and I just is, watched yeah. the last couple of seasons over the last few I weeks. I loved it up until like the third or fourth episode. When he sees his wife again, and then it becomes this drama. Right. Like before right. that, it was a survival survival story. Yeah. It was cool. It was yeah, adventure. Yeah. But I have to admit, having watched nine mm-hmm. seasons of it, I do kind of want to know what happens right. to these characters. Like I, it's hard for me like to that. drop it. But, I, but every like once in a while I watch it and I realize this mm-hmm. is just turning into a – Well, that's hot. why Seinfeld was so friggin' popular. Right. Right. Every episode no was – No change, it, no growth, right? Yeah. As the, as yeah. the mantra of the it, writing it, room. You know, it's a, it's a show about nothing. Uh-huh. You know, every everyone could be about these pretzels are making me thirsty, you know, and, and or whatever right. happened to be. And it's just something really ridiculous. Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. after the Silver Surfer thing, uh-huh. just gives up on his girlfriend. <laughs> well, like I said, his his self-esteem is so it's low. Very, so these people have it, like meteoric shifts in like in their life. Like Silver Surfer, I don't even know how long he's supposed to have been working for yeah. Galactus. But literally one conversation, he's like, you know what? I'm done. I probably shouldn't yes. keep annihilating human I, beings. I am, not, I am no longer the herald of the Right. I'm no longer gal- the herald Galactus. of Galactus. Yes. Right. And Ben Grimm is like, talk me through this again. I can't remember exactly why he decides that Alicia doesn't like him anymore. Because well, well, he already she's like got her arms around Silver Surfer, yes. right? Yeah. Well, he, 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 already, he was setting you up before that anyway because he tries to call her and she doesn't answer. Right. You know, and... Oh, where's she at? You know, well, there's you never know. cell phone reception during like an attack on New York. Right. Well, yeah. he didn't know that at the time. Right. This is the first big attack. Right. Obviously. Right. He's setting you up for like how miserable he is, and 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 he just knows the bottom's going to fall out of the relationship at any time because who'd want to be with a lug like him? Right. Well, obviously, a you know blind sculptor would, because she can't see him. Also, she likes touching rocks. Apparently so. I didn't think. I about think that's that. what she sculpts. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Right? right. She sees the beauty within the rock. She sculpts it. Ah, oh, brings it out. See, sometimes See? this stuff is not so dumb. That's not bad. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I, I just because yeah. that's that out like, of my butt. But no, there's okay. a sculptor. Uh, it's um, well, I don't I, remember if it's Michelangelo. I think it was. It was I think it was Michelangelo. Or Donatella, but one of them said said you find you could, it. You, you find you, the beauty. You take within, the yeah. thing out of the rock. Right. Yeah. So and so uh, yeah. Totally so, thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, I was. Okay, I, I was getting there, but good, good, good. Um, I can't remember if she actually sculpted rock, though. <laughs> That's the thing is, I don't know if she did or not. Oh, I mean, I'm sure she works in all media. Of course, sort yeah, of like we yeah. do. We do all yeah. kinds of different things. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's got a super low self esteem already. You know, who'd want to be seen with me? Definitely right. not her. She's a right. looker. Blah blah blah. Well, Silver Surfer is, pardon the pun, a bit flashy, right? Sure. For this extraterrestrial cosmic wayfarer, a good looking yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a surfer, right? Although if she if she did more of a of a thorough sweep, <laughs> she would notice that there are attributes that are not included. More of a Kendall surfer's package. More of a Kendall. So he doesn't have that in this, does he? His longboard? No, the surfing thing. Is he surfing? He's I guess he's on kind of a comet type thing. Well, he, no, he surfs the universe. <clears throat> like he he was able right, to surf right, right, like yeah. around like meteor showers and asteroids. And I feel blah, like blah, blah. I remember 
So you know Frozone in The Incredibles? Huh? And he's got that, he's kind of going no, along. No, there, there was a. That's there, what I pictured. No, there was an Iceman. There was, was an Iceman. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking that, of. That, okay. that would do that. That's who I'm thinking yeah, of. That's no. who I think I thought no, Silver, Silver Surfer Silver was. Surfer would like, he would like surf the cosmos. Right. And right. they're ripping off of, you know, like cosmic waves of energy. And, and then Johnny Storm gets sent to the same uh, region. Yeah. It's like to go get this weapon that can defeat Galactus. Galactus, yeah. And there's the Watcher. There's the Watcher, right. There's an awful lot of, like, cos- cosmic beings being introduced over the space of three issues. And the Watcher. Oh, the Watcher, I think, has been around for a little bit at this Watcher, point. yeah. He's and the Watcher and Galactus have a relationship, apparently. Sure. They know yeah. each other. And, yeah, they're kind of like the way two gods would interact with one Pretty another. much, They're yeah. like, yeah, I don't like you, but you are a god, so I kind of have to respect your power. Why do I keep drinking this crap? Just drink it. Oh. Just because it's got 14% alcohol. Let's, let's, let's enjoy ourselves. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> So there's so part of the thing with it being serial, right? Uh-huh. That was kind of weird for me, is that the story it's only three issues, right? Mm-hmm. And the story starts out with the end of what I'm guessing is a several issue arc about the Inhumans off in Adelan or wherever it is the Inhumans live, and they're getting to the end of that story for the first I don't know five six pages of of forty eight of forty eight yeah. And Johnny Storm's got this girl, Crystal, who gets left behind yeah. in Adelan. And what is going on? Right. Now, I've said this before on the podcast, but I enjoy that. I uh-huh. like to be immersed in something. As mm-hmm. long as it's worth trying to figure out, I like the challenge right. of trying to figure out what's going on. Sure. That was, so that's fine. But then it's on both ends of this story arc. Like mm-hmm. about, yep. you know, 60% of issue 48 is about this story and about 60% of issue 50 is about this story. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's like Johnny Storm goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, what is going he'll, on? Well, here? he'll never get over Crystal until he goes to college. I guess is that what's going well, on? Well, he like, sees sorority girls for the first time. I, I guess, guess so. And just you know, he goes off to college to play football, mm-hmm. I, or there th- th- he does isn't playing football yet. But they right. tease it by showing this absolute jerk who's the quarterback yeah. for whatever school Johnny Storm's going to, right. and then Johnny Storm shows up in his triumph, yeah, and is driving down and meets this uh, native dude. I don't know. Do you remember? Yes. It's, what is his name? Wyatt Wingfoot, <laughs> who's I apparently don't I don't know, like sixties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not that bad though. I mean, it, it's not. It could have been worse. The portrayals of Native Americans have been worse and were worse in that time. I tell you what's not. The Fantastic Four is not politics. Is it politics? It's not politics. Is it? Not really. No. Not really. I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, like I said, it got sort of co-opted by the counterculture, mm-hmm. but I don't think Stan Lee was really down with that. Yeah. He was, like, playing golf and talking about it on the course and stuff right. like that. Like, he was – it just shows that the past is a more diverse place, I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It's a more. It's just as complicated as today. It is. 1966 it was is. a time well, where the Vietnam War was just getting into swing. Mm-hmm. Like people were just starting to realize it was probably kind of a bad situation. But there were lots of different takes on it. You know, I mean, it just right. wasn't that simple like the way it is in the movies. When sure. Oliver Stone makes a movie, there's one take on what the Vietnam War is like, and that's just not what the reality was. Right. It's a very complicated situation, just like everything today is. But I'll tell you this, though. So in, in these episodes, at least, you know, there's no politics or anything like that. So you're kind of in the middle of this turmoil. That's counterculture, everything else. Yeah, I'm trying he, to turn he, it on he, his he, head and find politics. Yeah, really he, he, never, yeah. he never talked about it. And I think it might be that, you know, we need an escape. And yeah. the thing is, yeah, I think that's especially true. in today's culture, I, and I don't know what it would have been like, obviously, in 66, but like today, got it. You're just immersed in it. You, you can't do anything without somehow it's anti this or pro that. It's it's classist read, or it's racist or whatever it is. If you read the wrong person's response to something, it will be. But you go watch Shang-Chi. It was just a fun movie. Yeah, it was. It's just people punching each other that. for two hours. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. Very good movie. Nothing Highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly yeah, recommend it. Go see it. that. That's fun. Anyway. Well, so getting back to is this political? I didn't, I'm not seeing it. Mm. But yeah, do you know who was introduced in issue 52? Two issues later after this. Uh, and this is something, by the way, that should not be political. Dr. Doom? But in 1966, absolutely was political. No, <laughs> Dr. Doom goes back to the beginning of Fantastic okay. Four. I don't know what. First appearance of the Black Panther. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's right. 1966. That's right. Yeah, I read that. Two issues yeah. after this. And yeah. that would have been contra- – today you're just like Black Panther's an awesome right. character. Like, well, yeah. you know, but in those days, that mm-hmm. was controversial to yeah. have like a hero that was black. Well, I remember it, he know. was – but he wasn't strictly a hero. He no, was, no, He no, was no, one yeah. of those um, – He was like he was in the films. He comes yeah. in, he's a little like, who, who is this guy? Yeah, who is this guy? Yeah. And he's like – but he, he's kind of in it – he's not in it for himself. He's in it for, you know – his Wakanda, own purposes, yeah, his but own, his own, yeah, he was a he, he was like a hero antihero. That's super political. Yeah. In nineteen in the sixties, that's right. super. A lot of people would have been offended 
and not right. even any kind of subtle take on it, but they just would have been like, yeah. why is there a black guy? You could do, and I'm sure people, you know, you know there are people that write theses about, about Stan Lee and mm -hmm. Marvel and, and that's, but a he, pretty, that's a cool, but he did he, things he, he like was, that. He yeah, was ahead he of his time. He, he really was. Totally. You know? And, and, uh, when I was, a when I was in college, I got a job at a store at the mall that was a com like, I thought it was kind of like a sci-fi stuff store, but a big part of their business was comic books. Okay. And I had a dad come in one time, African-American dad with his son. And he comes in and he's like, so I want to get my son into comic books, but I want to know, like, is there, like, a black hero? Uh -huh. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Spawn is technically black, but do not read Spawn. It's a terrible white dude's take on black guy. And sure. it's just terrible. Don't mm -hmm. forget it. And finally, I was like, Black Panther's pretty awesome. Like, you yeah. can read Black Panther's a great hero. Like, I was thinking about it. You know, I didn't have much to tell him. And he left the store, and I went over, and I, and I asked the guy that I work with, who was the, the owner of the store, and he was like, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. I don't know. I don't know what to tell people when they ask me that yeah. question. And have you noticed something about the people that come into this store that buy comics? And I was like, yeah, like half of them are black. Like it's super popular. Mm -hmm. And that's why when Black Panther came out and it was like the biggest movie ever, I was right. like, that is not a surprise. That <laughs> yeah. is a untapped market. Yeah, of course. You know, and I'm pretty sure Stan Lee, I think he really was kind of trying to be woke for his day, but also kind of trying Commercial. to be like, I'm pretty sure black kids want to read a comic yeah. book, you know. No, like, he was like, he was appeal to them, you know. He he was in it for the money. I mean, yeah. he was a mercenary. But I mean, you can yeah. do the right thing and of also course. make some money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. so there's a part where I think it's in 48, I don't, I don't, either 48 or 50, where they jump onto uh, the Fantastic Four like hypercycle or something like that, like they're like yeah. sky cycle. I'm trying to remember what it is. Yeah, that was okay. the lamest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you, you guys it did not make much oh, of an impression. It was terrible. Me, it was like this weird. They tried to make it like a motorcycle in the sky, but it had all these weird pipes coming off it. It just did not look good. It, yeah. it, it didn't even look like Jetson, you know, good. Uh, the Jetsons, at least, would have looked aerodynamic right. and kind of cool. I don't know about aerodynamic. Well, but well the Jetsons, I mean, they were like you know, bubble-shaped at it least. It looked like yeah. a vehicle of some kind, yeah. That thing was just I think atrocious. I've seen different versions of the Fantastic Four craft, although I guess they also have like a spacecraft. I think they got better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that thing was terrible. Ultimate Fantastic Four. I think they had a pretty cool looking one. Um, yeah, that they flew around in. But. All right, so it's uh, we need to we need to get our surprises in. So your surprise was. So I got two, two potential surprises. Okay. And my first surprise was I was I was kind of aware that Silver Surfer wasn't like a hero to start with, but yeah. I was surprised that he was just straight up working for a guy yeah, that just, destroys yeah. planets. Right. Like I was like, okay, Silver Surfer's a bad guy. Right. Very easily persuadable to stop being a bad guy. So he's really, I don't know what you call that kind of alignment, but just that, that his role in the whole thing surprised me. But a little more finesse, a little more research found mm -hmm. me a much more interesting fact. Okay. That's a big surprise okay. for me. Do you know what Bill Murray's <laughs> first paid job was? First, I have no idea job. what it could possibly be. Radio drama, Fantastic Four, Johnny Storm. Really? Yes. Okay. 19, uh, I lost it, but 1972 or something like ah. that. 1973. I don't know if it was his first job, but really early, before Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. So I can't see him doing that at all. But was, once you he, see the face. He was know? a kid. He probably would have sure. just done exactly what they told him to do. Yeah, of course. You know? He probably didn't. I, I, but no I can't, I can't see that. I can't figure the voice because, you know, Bill Murray's voice right. is so iconic. I can't. Match the voice to <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Storm. Yeah, right. <laughs> we came, we saw, we kicked his butt. Yeah, yeah. Said, we just, I just can't do it. Those are those are good surprises. Oh, also, I also, will, also oh. semi-related. Uh huh. And I, again, I was vaguely aware of this, but Johnny Storm is not the Human Torch. The Human Torch is a first run of Marvel right. Comics character. It was like a robot different. thing or something. I don't know. I don't know anything yeah. about it, but it's a completely different character that yeah. fought against Namor in the early days. Okay. So that's another kind of It became the Human Torch, I think. And I think did. the Human Torch, they brought him back to meet Johnny Storm. Huh, and the two of them yeah, were actually in the same comic. Well, I will say uh, about your first surprise about, about the Silver Surfer, remember that he kept saying, like all the other planets that Galactus consumed, right. they didn't have like intelligent creatures on them. They didn't oh, really? have, yeah, sure I'm positive. Oh, well, yeah, that would he, make a big he kept, difference. He kept so. saying, you know, uh, that master, you know, this is a different planet. You know, there's like intelligent creatures and they have, a, they have a culture and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Were they actually planets that didn't have sentient creatures or did he not bother to find out that they were sentient creatures? I don't know. That's what he Was there that, not a Ben Grimm on that planet that, to punch him in the face <laughs> and give him five was minutes? Was there not an Elisa? Yeah, uh, was there know, not an Elisa to, to talk to, to him? To, yeah. to talk to him. Um, I don't know. But, but that's what he, he, you know, he kept saying that. So maybe it's a metaphor. 
Maybe it is. For the mindlessness of our use of the environment. I was wondering that. Or or materialism. Right. Yeah. And how at some point you're like, right. oh, my God, when I do this, I'm destroying things. Yeah. Like, maybe I should chill out. Yeah. All we're doing is consuming, overconsumption type of that, thing. That, that theme alone, yeah. having that theme in it, uh -huh. which I hadn't really, really, hadn't really thought about, because it's not that revolutionary to me right. from my upbringing. But in 1966, to have the themes of, you know, rampant, Consumerism and mm -hmm. like materialism and right. like uh, the environmental well, that, that's destruction. That's sort of when it started was in the sixties, which think. would be a pretty yeah. big deal. Which is why you'd see that this is considered a pretty important comic, right? So that's going into my. Because remember, Stan, Stan my, Lee is World War II generation. He was the greatest generation. He fought in World War yeah. II. Well, I mean, he was part of that. Yeah. You know, during yeah, World War II, right. he was with uh, Doctor Zeus of all people. Um, did Zeus. you know that? Yeah, Theodore Geisel. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, that's funny. But Theodore Geisel would have been a German. He would have been on the wrong side. No, he was a Jew that lived here, I think. Uh, he definitely lived here, but I think he came from... Yeah, was, was his, he Jewish? Par his parents was did. Dr. Seuss Jewish? Uh, maybe not. Well, Stan Lee was. Stan, no, Stan Lee, was. Lee was. Alex had the Who Was Stan Lee book. And yeah. He, he loves the Who Was book. Well, actually, in that book, because Jaron has it as well. Jaron's my kid. Alex is his kid. Right. In that book, it talks about how he served with Theodore Geisel, also oh, known okay. as Dr. Seuss. All right, there you go. Um, but they were both in like the... Uh, we wouldn't call it propaganda, whatever they call it, you know. <laughs> I think they did call it propaganda. Now, nowadays, yeah. it's information warfare. Information, yeah. My biggest surprise. Do you remember the very beginning? Well, not the beginning. So, like mid forty in in issue forty eight, when the Silver Surfer was coming, was it the was it the Kroll or the Scree? Who who was the Cree and or the, the Cree and the, uh, and the scroll in the Cree? And one of them was like, "Dim the lights, you know, so that he doesn't see us." And blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. But who was that? That's, was it the, I Whoever it was. It's the scroll. I don't think the Cree would be afraid of. I think the my, Cree, my point I don't was, know. I can't remember which one it was. My I know point was, though, yeah. the origin of surfing is Hawaiian. The name surfing comes from Hawaii. Okay. Does the word come from Hawaii? No, well, it, it, was, it was given to it by white people who witnessed what, what, yeah. what the Hawaiians were doing. Because oh, they always called the thing in the waters made of surf. Yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah right, they would, they right. would come, come on, on top of the surf, right? Right. So my biggest surprise was everybody in the universe knew what the hell that was. <laughs> that this, By 1966? Yeah, well, that, no, they just... Oh! <laughs> this dude, oh. there's this big, there's this silver person riding okay. this big wood, this big long silver thing, yeah. which is a longboard, which right. is what they used in 66, because they didn't have like the freestyle boards that we have now. And it was a term that would only be used, especially in 66, around the West Coast, Africa, Australia. Surfing. And, yeah, surfing. Mm -hmm. So I guess my big, biggest surprise was that he just assumed everybody in the universe would know. Because his name was Silver Surfer. <laughs> I know, it's so stupid. I mean, we have to it's, assume I, it's, so it's stupid being translated it's from, the, from the scroll, from the original <laughs> scroll, right? I mean, they're not, they're well, not they, speaking English. Like, well, what would they call it? Some equivalent clearly, term. You know, there's clearly, probably, they called I'm sure on the homeworld of the scroll, there is an isolated archipelago. It's a totally, it's, it's a totally facetious surprise. Right. But it was one that I was like, this is a glaring hole. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. entire... You're just deconstructing it. Huh? Well... In the time of when the comic was written, that would have been a fairly... I mean, I guess 50s is when people really started. Well, I mean, the, the, the let's see, the Beach Boys came out like 62, 63, right? Something like that. And they like hit it big. Yeah. yeah. And, and surfing was just becoming popular right. Right. at that point. Right. So we're about a few years removed from surfing. Yeah, so, so even that's that why, would have been a cultural concept. That that's was like why he came up with hip. it. Was, yeah. It was, it was a know? young hip thing. Yeah. It'd be do. like, uh, I don't know, like <laughs> what? <laughs> trying to think of something really corny, like getting crunk. <laughs> It'd be like the, if there was a hero who yeah. was the, the, the adamantine crunker. <laughs> who rides the Milky Way. Who rides the Milky Way getting crunk. Crashing into. And some other cra alien crashing into, like, crashing into Instead of avoiding every asteroid, he's crashing into every asteroid right. there is. Right. Yeah. Twerking with the. With the twerking, yes, <laughs> with, there you go. With the Silver meters. twerker. The silver twerker, right. <laughs> right. Oh, no, it's a silver twerker. Dim the lights. Dim yeah. the lights, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and yet people in the Andromeda Galaxy <laughs> use the word twerk because they've been to Atlanta. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, anyway, so like I said, totally facetious. Great surprise, Clint. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, that's why I'm here. Fruitful, fruitful That's why I'm here. There, yeah. All right. So my, my question to you before we before we you know, okay. put a clamp on this okay. is is uh, will Galactus show up in the next series of uh, Avengers movies? Okay. Before before you answer this, because some, let me say some things that okay. you know. You got Doctor Doom has not appeared in the MCU. Has not not appeared the proper yet. MCU. And he's uh, a big evil guy. Huge evil guy. Right. Uh, you got Galactus. Yeah. And as far as big evil guys, there's not a lot that that span 
So I thought about this a uh-huh. lot after saying that I'm thinking because I'm watching Shang Chi and there's some kind of something's happening. Avengers level threat that's yeah. brewing for the next, which right. is great, you know, that's, that's, that's as it should be. But as I thought about it, and I thought about the Loki show, I realized I think it's oh. probably going to be Kang. Okay. I think yeah. they're going to go time travel stuff, yeah. and I think that could be awesome. And yeah. they did it really. End game was a lot yeah. of time yeah. play. No, you're you know? right. So yeah. that's a good. It point. could go either way. Um, I think Galactus. I think they used some of the idiom of Galactus when Loki and Thanos attack Earth in the first in the first uh, Avengers film. Okay. Like when he comes and he's like, you know, like uh, an ant has no quarrel with a boot. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like that kind of dis- detached, like cosmic, I'm just here to right. destroy Earth. And then they attack New York. Well, Thanos... The, ba- the battle in New York uh, at the end Thanos of Avengers... Thanos and Galactus have gotten into it before in, in the, the Oh, comics. in the comics, I'm yeah. sure they have. Why wouldn't so. they? Yeah. Although you would think that Galactus would be immeasurably more powerful. Well, he Thanos. yeah, he defeated him. But... Um, but but I, I, I kind of think that we would sort of feel like they're treading over the same ground if they use Galactus. Okay. Yeah, that's um, a good but point. they do have the, supposedly there's an Inhumans show. And the Inhumans are these other guys where they meet with the Watcher, Black Bolt, yeah. and all these people like that. Right. Vin Diesel was supposed to play Black Bolt. Ugh. Um, I thought he was best as Groot. Uh, I would I just say Groot. that. He is, that's his best yeah. acting he's ever done. Yeah, it's most realistic. So I felt it. You you didn't hear about this episode, but I just recorded another bullpen episode with some friends about uh-huh. the Fast and the Furious. So we Jeez. talked a lot about Vin Diesel <laughs> and Groot. Um, but so anyway, so I think they're setting up some of this. They're definitely bringing the Fantastic Four into the MCU now. They're trying to. I think they're going to. They've I think done it like three they, or four times. They've actually had them show up in the last Spider-Man movie. They go past. They? A, they go past a. They go past a an ad for the Baxter Building. Oh, okay. So they're definitely right. like the, the Fantastic Four okay. is owned by MCU and is yeah, coming. Yeah. But, Spider-Man but Far saying. From Home yeah. uh-huh. is, a, is an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got Doctor Strange in it. Like, it's mm-hmm. definitely part mm-hmm. of the MCU. And the Fantastic Four is now in it because mm-hmm. they just showed them. They showed the Baxter building mm-hmm. in the last one. It could go either way. I kind of leaning towards Kang because of the whole Loki thing. What about like the, going into the, the new whole, like, uh, keepers of Eternals. the Eternals? Uh, the Eternals. The Eternals, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Okay. I think the Eternals is kind of like the Watcher. It's a very similar concept. They stand back and they sort of watch what's happening. Until now or whatever. Until yeah. now, right. I kind of think the, the guy with the five rings seemed to have some connection to the Eternals. I mean, we'll find Shang-Chi's out. Shang-Chi's right? father. Yeah. Seemed like he had some connection to the Eternals. Well, he's been to around me. for a thousand years. Yeah. So. I could go either Kang or Galactus. I don't know which it's going to be. I'm kind of leaning towards yeah, Kang. Yeah, I like right that. Now. That's that's but a good theory. No, I like that. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we will see. We will see. How are we doing? Are we ready to wrap it up and decide whether it's a classic? Yeah, we're actually, uh, you know, with the, with the amount of stuff that improper things that I've said that he right. will be cutting out. Yes. We'll be right in time. You know what we should do is we should do a totally uncensored version. So uh, so it's, it's up to me. It is up to you. So I think the cultural import is something to keep in yeah. mind. Yeah. You what know what? It, where it is outside I, I, of its. I, I think I have, I have decided not to toast for less, but I, I am going to toast this one. You know, the Fantastic Four is not my cup of soup. Fantastic Four has never been my thing um, but uh, you that's know, one of the things I was saying about this being an Avengers level threat is it's mm-hmm. weird for me to see the Fantastic Four facing off against right. Galactus because right. they seem like but they were the first team. Well, they, you know, they're totally important actually, in the Marvel I, in the Marvel actually, universe. I'm, they're super important, but actually, they've been they're not the first team. The Justice League of America was the first team, which is interesting. This is a knockoff to yeah, some not extent. Exactly. Justice League. So yeah. this is Marvel's exactly. uh, first team, but uh, yeah, I think this with everything that this allowed them to do afterwards because uh-huh. this is the the door open, right? This is, we're going to open the door to all of this, which was, um, you know, we're going to make characters that have flaws, that, you know, feel things that are, are down to earth. We're going to make, uh, you know, uh, epics. We're going to make sagas. We're going right. to make Avengers-level threats, as you, as, you, as you put it. Right. Well, I guess we could say Fantastic Four-level threats. Batman would never fight Galactus. Exactly. I mean, maybe you know? he did fight things like that later, but he didn't uh, not, start out Not that really. Way. I mean, he, he never really did. But, um, you know, but you have these huge characters that, could do these types of things. Uh, you had a, you had the, the silver twerker. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think you know. I will test. I will toast this classic. Oh, okay. Can All you right. edit? Can you edit in uh, a nice sound? Yeah, of nice sound. Well, we Ready? can do what we can with these right. cans. Clink. Oh All right. God, that was terrible. That was terrible. Maybe if you maybe you bump it, like bump it on top. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what uh, do? <laughs> so we've toasted that classic. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thanks for uh, for. Bearing with all the edits, everything that he cut out was an absolute brilliant joke by my uh, on my part. And yes. uh, all comments about our our good friend Richard jokes that we know. <laughs> that's right, and more. 
Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again. What are we doing next? Next time is a book. And next time is time's a very long Thank goodness book. I instituted a policy several yeah, episodes back is, that was a good where I said, you know what we should do because books take a little extra time. When we finish a book, yeah. tell me what the next book's going to be. This is and six, you told me. This is a 600-page book. That wasn't that bad. I, uh, mine's 400, like 400, 400 page, yeah. 400 and change. But feel like second, I was feel like so glad I had three weeks to read it. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. then we did a bullpen episode, which made it even easier. <laughs> yeah, so right. what we're doing is Zen and the, and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Robert right. Persig. It is mm-hmm. a 1974 I think. book. I think, yeah, I think we do a lot of 1974. We do. I'm telling you. I feel like the world circles. It's like in Back to the Future when he's like, Talking about there must be some cosmic significance <laughs> in the date of October, you know, right, November right. the fifth, nineteen fifty-five. Either yeah. that, or it's just a huge coincidence. So. <laughs> right. So. Well, anyway, so that's our next episode. Um, I haven't figured out what the drink is yet, but uh, maybe by the time he gets this out, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll be having a snort of something. Yeah, that phrase comes up quite a few times. Yeah, I think so. But thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you again next time on Toasting the Classics. Toasting the Classics. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Peace out. That's it for episode 27 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, make a split personality cocktail for our discussion of Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and your pick for the coolest member of the Fantastic Four. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at at reactivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.